Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Happy to be back on here for another episode. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Kentucky football. We're going to do our picks episode. I don't think we've been able – I don't think we've done our picks episode in a, in a week or so here uh, now that basketball and everything's been overlapping on Friday nights, Derek. But uh, Kentucky will round out the home schedule tomorrow at Kroger Field versus New Mexico State. Uh, it's, an, uh, it's an opponent. Kentucky should get win number eight tomorrow. If they don't, then uh, be very, very disappointing. But – you can go back and New Mexico State's kind of linked to the football turnaround for Kentucky. That's where in 2016, Stephen Johnson came in at quarterback and, and secured the job the rest of the way. And Benny Snell really got going. Uh, hard to believe it's been five years. Yeah, and it's hard to believe how good UK has been since that yeah. game. I think they're 44 and 27, I want to say, since that day. Um wrote a story on that earlier this week went back and found some old quotes uh found some video of Benny Snell being interviewed just uh which I mean I remember talking to him for the first time I don't obviously remember really what he said it's it's hard I can't really remember what was said in interviews two weeks ago so (laughs) hard to remember from five years ago but um that was that was a day that being there or, or watching the game if you're watching it at home like there was really no way to know how significant that was going to be matter of fact you could probably take it an opposite way it's something i thought about when i was writing this week like steven johnson was about as much of a polar opposite from drew barker as you could have gotten because barker was still to this day in terms of the stoops era the highest ranked quarterback they've signed he was from kentucky he really kind of spearheaded that 2014 recruiting class he was finally you know he had showed good moments that first half against southern miss and then you had Steven come in who, let's face it, he was an emergency QB signing addition because Reese Phillips and Patrick Holes transferred. And, uh, but he came in and threw for 310 yards and then Kentucky put up 62 points and this kid named Benny Snell ran for four touchdowns. And like you said, I mean, from there on those two guys, I mean, really in that 2017 season, it was, you know, kind of their year. And um, it is kind of wild that you, that's something that unless you really follow UK closely, you probably have no idea how, kind of relevant the new mexico state game was yeah it's super relevant you know benny snell four touchdowns that day that's where he made his emergence stephen johnson took over that job and mark stoops there was a point there at halftime i think we all thought that the mark stoops era was going to come to an end i really thought it did yeah i mean it was bad it was 35 all they couldn't stop new mexico state i can't remember i think that might have been the week he took over got more involved I can't remember the exact phrasing but he basically either took over play calling or became more involved in the defense of uh uh I don't know it was it was one of those like desperation moves you see from a head coach when things are going bad when they start to kind of get involved with the play calling and stuff but yeah I mean they probably fortunate to get a, a I would say rebuilding or you know first year head coach full must champ uh, South Carolina that next week and they won and of course uh Got the six wins and then pulled off the huge upset against uh, Louisville to end that season. Steven, really, I think you could probably go all the way back to that season and say that Steven didn't even fully, I would say, win that job until that Louisville performance. And at that point, I think it left no doubt, just because he didn't really know if Parker was going to be back. And and clearly, Drew never really took another meaningful snap, um, unfortunately, for UK. 
but Sean, it's a little different situation this year, huh? Eight and three or seven and three. Um, you know, there's no, this, this team is pretty well established this late in the year. Um, New Mexico state is coached by UK grad and former grad assistant, Doug Martin. One of the toughest jobs I would say in college football, not a great recruiting base. Don't have a conference anymore. Um, the way I see this one going, Sean, they're going to come in here and, and, and get their money. But I can't imagine it'll be a close game, or, or at least it better not be, right, Sean? No, it, it, it better not be. <laughs> no way should it be a close game. Uh, but we're going to we're gonna look at some things, too, like do, does Bo Allen get some reps this week? I, I think that that's the hope is that you you almost would love to see him get almost an entire quarter and a half, maybe the entire second half if Kentucky builds a big enough lead. You just want to get through this thing. With a win, you want to get through it with getting some younger guys reps. You want to get through it healthy because ultimately the season and the way that everyone kind of remembers how this year goes, it's, it's hard to believe there's two games left. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're 10 games in, but it's all going to come down to that following week with Kentucky-Louisville. If Kentucky goes eight and four, I think you're going to have a large and, – and, and honestly, I mean, it's still a, an unbelievable season when you look historically at what Kentucky's done – but eight and four just does not sit well with a lot of people, Derek. Uh, that that Louisville game is going to be what decides how people feel about all this. Yeah, I mean, I think eight and four with finishing the year two and four with losses to your two biggest football rivals. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't think it would sit well with people, especially with, um, you know, to some extent, I think you got to give Louisville credit uh, because really three weeks ago, I don't, I don't think anyone has really had this game circled as a game that would have some juice, but uh, they've taken into I mean, they've not played great teams by any means. Syracuse, I mean, Syracuse was all right. They were, Louisville was just a three-point favorite over Syracuse. They won by 38, and then Duke is, you know, Duke is bad. But regardless, you know, still got to go out there and play. But uh, they're coming into this game outscoring their last two opponents, 103 to 25. So they're an interesting team. I haven't watched <clears> – <throat> I think the only actual game from them I've watched start to finish was Ole Miss on Labor Day uh, just because nothing else was going on. But I've kind of caught bits and pieces of most of their other games. Some games I haven't seen anything of. But um, Cunningham has, has been great this year. And I just think with the way Kentucky's defense has kind of played here down the stretch, um, I, I, I would ex- – at this point, I think you would have to have the expectation that Louisville's going to put up some points in this game. So – the good news is, I would say for Kentucky, is that, you know, going all the way back to the – I really think even if you go back to the Georgia game, the offense was starting to do some good things, but then the turnovers were just crazy at Mississippi State. But really outside of that, these last uh, – against Vanderbilt, the offense, especially in the first half, was was very good, did what they should against a team like that. And then against Tennessee, you know, they were they were very good uh, that game. So, um, Louisville's defense by no means is, is, is a juggernaut. I mean, this should be a game that Kentucky puts up some points – I'm starting to lean towards thinking it could be a pretty pretty fun afternoon, really. Um, we still don't have a game time for that. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Um, but no, you're right about tomorrow. Uh, not just Bo, but, you know, even a guy like Jagger Burton, who was kind of potentially might have to play. Like, he's kind of probably one injury away from having to play a lot. Chris Lewis, a guy I've been wanting to see more of. I mean, there are some guys who – even if they played every game from here on out, they wouldn't burn their red shirt. Uh, Lewis and Burton are, are two of those guys – Lavelle Wright, if he were to get into a game. I mean, he, he, I don't know if you saw last week, Sean, we didn't mention this. Um, I didn't, I didn't tweet it anywhere or anything. Uh, Wright, he came onto the field for a play and they pulled him back. 
So he was set to go in against Vanderbilt, and I don't know why. Maybe he got confused. Maybe UK decided to go with a different play at the last second when he was starting to run out there. But he was close to getting some run there. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he gets some carries uh, maybe even before the game is totally lopsided. Was was that late in the game at Vandy? Or... No, I think it was the second quarter because um, they were going towards the end zone that they were going to in the second quarter. So – and that was the only time – yeah, I think it was the second quarter. Could be wrong though. I didn't. I didn't notice that. So that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, that, that's a guy that they were high on early in the season too, and in fall camp. And you know he's got a place. So I I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets some opportunities. But uh, let, let's go ahead and just pick a final score and, and stuff. I mean, I think we both expect Kentucky to win pretty comfortably. But I'll go. Can uh, let's go Kentucky fifty two. Oh, man. New Mexico State, 10. So I was going to go 52 points. How about that? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll go a little higher. I'll say 55. How about that? I don't. What's the most points I've ever scored in the Stoops era? It would have been New Mexico State, wouldn't it? 60-something? 60, 60, yeah, that's probably right. Let's just go back with that. Let's go 62-14. Uh, Is that Ooh. too high? I don't I, know. I don't think so. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to, like claim to know much about i'm not i'm not watching any mexico state football this year my understanding though is the way they play um i, I think kentucky might have a lot of possessions and I, 62 might be a little high just because that game a few years ago uh new mexico state was still kind of scoring with them so like they had to keep you know yeah 62 is a little high i'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse course on that i'm gonna go back to 52 like where you were i think that sounds more realistic and I'll, I'll stay with like 50, 52 to like 14, maybe. I think they'll probably get a couple touchdowns, but uh, that would cover. I see they're a 36 point favorite. So that would cover. But Sean, when tough, I, tough. Do what? I was going to say, when you when you first went, uh, when I said 52, I was like, wait, do you think that's too high? <laughs> like, are you concerned? Uh, that's what I was going to go with. I was like, oh boy, like maybe, maybe Derek's not comfortably thinking Kentucky's going to uh, win. <laughs> you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. So this Saturday slate is is interesting, um, just because a lot of the good game, well, the games I would want to watch, unfortunately, are at the same time as Kentucky. Uh, but let's go through here, Sean. We've not picked some games here in a little while. Some things have changed this year. Um, it's just how it goes in football. Your your mind changes every week. But let's start with the big game. It's at noon on Fox, and a game that has playoff implications. I would say you got number seven Michigan State traveling to number four Ohio State 
despite this being a top 10 matchup, Ohio State is a 19-point favorite. How do you see that game shaking out? Ohio State wins it. I, think I don't, so I don't think they cover, but I think they win. Yeah, I'm not taking – I think Ohio State by a couple touchdowns. But, yeah, that 19 is pretty pretty big number. Another game that uh, I was talking to my wife last night, we were sitting there on the couch watching uh, football, <laughs> a Louisville game, and I asked her, I was like, could you imagine looking on the bottom of the, uh, the scoreboard ticker on ESPN and seeing that Wake Forest is the top 10 team in a matchup with Clemson? <laughs> so, <laughs> you got number 10 uh, Wake Forest uh, – uh, undefeated in the ACC they had that weird thing where for whatever reason I don't know why but that game they played against North Carolina didn't count towards their ACC record even though it was an ACC team so Wake Forest is still technically six and oh but despite that Clemson at home is a four and a half point favorite um this is an interesting game to me Sean what, what do you think about this one Clemson wins think so you think yep. they- I think Clemson wins at home I think so too. That's that's the way I would lean as well. Um, and if that happens, Clemson would be six and two in the ACC. Still a down year for them, but you know they'd be sitting eight and three, and they got to play South Carolina the next week. I'd say they feel pretty good about that. So, what are the, what are the chances? Could that be a team Kentucky season a bowl game anywhere? I'm not looked at the. Uh, I'm not looked at the projections enough to really know. It seems like. Um, I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I wish I knew. It seems like the ones I've seen, it's been like Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah, that's the, the ones I've seen too. I just, I didn't know. I, I think I'd be interested in that if it were Kentucky. Clemson. Oh, yeah. I think if you'd love Kentucky to play this Clemson team, right? Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of talent still. They've not been great this year, but uh, it'd be a throwback to a team they've seen twice before yeah. in bowls. Uh, another, this is another game that probably preseason. Uh, would have gotten a lot more attention, but as it is now, probably won't get as much. Uh, Oklahoma at home against Iowa State. Iowa State was the preseason media darling. They're six and four now this season. So OU is a three and a half point favorite, but something tells me Iowa State's going to win this game, and I don't know why. I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the exact same way. I've not been big on Oklahoma the entire year. Uh, I think Iowa State wins that one. A place that they have won before under Matt Campbell. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is a game that isn't really that big of a deal, but I do want to mention it just because it's somewhat UK related uh, in a roundabout way. Another noon game, it's Texas at West Virginia. So these are two four and six teams, both two and five in the league. Um, Neil Brown has obviously been talked about a lot as a potential successor i guess to mark stoops if, if you know a lot of it would have to be timing based but uh he, he's had a bit of a tough go at it at west virginia i think he's under 500 for his career and it's not like he really took over a program that was in bad shape I mean, dana holgerson left in decent shape um, but you have texas coming off of a truly unbelievable loss to kansas at home um i don't know if you even wanted to pick this game i just wanted to bring it up just because it's uh, someone who for a long time has been on uk's radar but he, he's kind of in need of, of a couple of wins here at the end of the year um and i'm i actually was thinking of this the other day that i, I don't even know if like let's just say for something that if something happens and mark leaves in the next year or two i don't i don't think neil's on the radar unless he turns some things around there what do you think i mean he even the connection there's no way you could there's no way you go there right if he's not winning at West Virginia. 
Yeah, he's definitely not going to have the buzz. I mean, he was great at Troy for those years, but then taking a step up and, you know, I, I don't know. West Virginia has been pretty patient with him. I don't think he's in any danger at all of getting let go after this season, but he's going to go in next year. Definitely needs him to prove something. So, um, next he needs to figure out his quarterback situation more than anything. And then, uh, if he can get that figured out, I think he's recruited decently. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Stoops were to leave this off season, just hypothetically, then, you know, this time two years ago, Neil probably would have been one of the first choices. And I don't really know. I don't really know who it would be, but I definitely think he would be a harder sell now than what he would have been a, a few years ago. I do think he wins that game though. He needs to at home. They're two and a half point favorites. We'll, we'll take the Mountaineers, won't we? That's what yeah, we'll te- Texas has uh, been an absolute disaster. <laughs> really <laughs> unbelievable. Had that big lead on Oklahoma. Yeah, man. Uh, the big 330 game this week in the SEC, one of the better matchups. Um, well, it's about as good as it's going to get this week. But number 21, Arkansas, uh, travels to Bryant Denny Stadium to face number two, Alabama. Alabama is a three touchdown favorite at 20 and a half points. They win by 30-plus. Really? Alabama by 30-plus? Okay. I was going to go the opposite way. I was going to say I don't think Alabama covers, but I think they win. But I've seen, uh, I've seen Arkansas in the big game moment once this year <laughs> and not falling for it again. <laughs> yeah, that Alabama, I was actually – I don't know why. I was just scrolling through YouTube last night and I was watching highlights. Well, I can tell you how I ended up on it. Do you remember uh, – did you get to see the Kirby Smart video? Of, I did. Uh, I did. Man, so that's how I ended up uh, going down some Georgia uh, football rabbit holes on Twitter or on uh, YouTube. I mean, but uh, looking forward to that SEC. Well, I guess it's not finalized yet. I, I, I don't think Alabama's technically clinched the West, but all all expectations will, will be that they do. So here's the big game too. Um, not in the SEC, but relevant towards the college football playoffs. Number five, Cincinnati hosts eight and two SMU. So this is like maybe the last chance for a team in the American to beat Cincinnati, I think. Let me see who Cincinnati played. Actually, they might play Houston after this, too. Is that at Cincinnati? Oh, never mind. They play UCU. Uh, yeah, this game is at Cincinnati. Why did I think they played Houston? Oh, yeah, they got a conference championship, don't they? So they'll probably have to play another game. Um, But, yeah, this game at 330, Cincinnati's an 11-point favorite over SMU. One interesting thing about SMU is it's like starting to be kind of known out there that Sonny Dykes, SMU's head coach, is going to be going to TCU most likely. Um, not sure if that will have an effect at all, but I, I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. I think they've kind of just been sleepwalking through their schedule a little bit. They've been playing teams that can't really, that you would think shouldn't really challenge them yet. They're not really playing that well against these teams. So this will be the game that either tells you, yeah, these guys have been, they've just been waiting to get up for another game or if they struggle and potentially lose. And I mean, yeah, any, any kind of thought of them being in the, college football playoffs gone I, I really don't think they're going to get in regardless but uh what do you think about this game I, I think Cincinnati will win it at yeah. home but I, I don't think they're getting in Derek I really don't I don't either even if they're unbeaten I just I don't see it I know they have the the win over Notre Dame but I still don't that's a great it. win at Notre Dame is a great win but they beat Navy by seven um Tulsa by eight S. USF by 17. I mean, it's just it's just tough. ECU is not really going to be a team either. That so ECU is six and four. I mean, they're a bowl team, but still, like, it's not going to move the needle at all in terms of a national 
playoff scale. Um, some other games here. Another SEC game. Whoever wins this game is going to a bowl. Uh, one team won't really care as much as the other, but Florida and Missouri. Florida is a nine-point favorite in Columbia, a sleepy old place over there at Furrow Field Memorial Stadium. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Fun. Florida just gave up 52 points to Samford. I, I kind of feel like they're done. They are. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Mizzou's going to win that one. Um, Dan Mullen's done, too. Yeah. Like, it's it's done. Just seems bad over there. If you're a Kentucky um, fan, though, I think you want Dan Mullen to stay at Florida. It's the only guy they've ever been able to beat there, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if Missouri were to win, they would be on a two-game winning streak in the league. Uh, does they beat South Carolina? Held on against South Carolina last week. They were up kind of big in the second half and had to hold on. And then I wouldn't write them off totally against Arkansas either to close the year. So Missouri is looking to build some momentum, whereas Florida, I don't. I don't think it matters if Florida wins these next two games. Uh, people – it just seems like such a bad situation there. But uh, I'm actually going to pick Florida. I don't know why, but I am. I'm going to say Florida wins that game. And Missouri was one of those teams I was talking about earlier, how our opinions change. I, you can go back and pull this podcast up. I, I think we both thought that they would be a 7-8 win team this year. I and uh, They could still win out and get to 7, but it was not the way I thought it would go. I thought they would be a much better team than what they've proven to be. Um and that was a team I wasn't really that high on in the preseason either. I felt like they were probably a little overrated in the preseason, um, but still a chance to get to a bowl. So, uh, let's see any other another SEC game here. I don't kind of a closer line than I would have expected. Excuse me, but Bo Nix is out. So Auburn at South Carolina. It's a seven and a half point line in favor of Auburn. South Carolina's down bad at quarterback. I'm going to say Auburn actually covers that. Yeah, I agree. West Coast game, Oregon at Utah. Number three, Oregon. Number three, Oregon, but they're 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 not favored. Utah's a three point favorite at home. Oregon, uh, Oregon. I gotta I gotta stick with Oregon. They they put some money in my pocket last weekend. Oh, <laughs> I've got a uh, favorite here. Three hundred fourteen dollars to be exact. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Oregon. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Utah in this one. Pac twelve. Chances of getting in will be ruined. Um, and that helps the only, you, right? That would, I would think, yeah. Probably help the SEC, though. I mean, I don't have it pulled up. Honestly, once UK wasn't even a factor anymore, I kind of stopped watching the playoff uh, my, thing. My prediction is this. Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and then Georgia's going to beat Alabama in the national championship game. I could see it. I could see it. I think Ohio State's going to get in. I just don't think they're going to lose another game uh, until the playoff. But uh, I guess Cincinnati could find a way in that way. If I mean, Oregon went on the road and beat um, Ohio State earlier this year. So, still interesting to me, though, that if they're a – that I mean, Utah's a solid team, 6-1 and one in the Pac-12, but to be an underdog on the road as a potential playoff team – Maybe it's just one of those years in college football. Only relevance to this game is if you think this team will cover. It's a pretty big line here. Ole Miss is a 36-and-a-half-point favorite over Vanderbilt. We saw Vanderbilt in person last week, a very sad football team. Um, I think Vanderbilt can cover that, though. I think they can keep it within 36-and-a-half. <laughs> oh, it needs that foghorn. Gosh. <laughs> Especially because they got to play on Thursday night, Ole Miss. I mean, they kind of got a short week, so I don't think they're going to 
they're not going to leave the starters out there for four quarters trying to run the score up on poor old Vanderbilt, I don't think. So, uh, I'm, I think Vanderbilt covers that. Ooh. I think they only lose by 30 instead of 36. <sighs> mm, Ole Miss by 40. <laughs> no faith in <laughs> poor old Vanderbilt. <laughs> I think that's about – is that all of it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's about it in terms of games. I mean, Oklahoma State against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is kind of funny to me because, like, they're not that bad, yet they already fired their coach. Like, they were football eligible. Texas. Tech did. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, they had that kid at a boomer last week, though. Remember the two-yarder to walk it off against Iowa State? Uh, but Oklahoma State kind of snuck up there. They're in the top ten now. They're not in one. Uh, Oklahoma State's only lost this season – Came to Iowa State, a three-point loss, but uh, their defense has been pretty good this year, which is something you don't hear a whole lot about with the uh, uh, Big 12. But I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins that one going away. Same. But, yeah, Sean, I think that's uh, I think that's about it in terms of these games that we could discuss. Of course, Kentucky at noon, it's senior day. You know, senior day is a little different now just because the COVID years – you. Like Stoop said on Monday, you had guys walk in last year's ceremony who came back and played this year. Um, but what we do know, you know, a guy like Josh Pascal, who's had such a great career here, been through a lot, it'll be his last game at Kroger Field, no doubt about it. Yeah. Probably Yusuf Corker, no doubt that he'll be his last game. And then some of those guys on the line, Luke Fortner, um, Darian Kennard, you know, guys like that. Uh, a senior class that has really helped change Kentucky football uh, for the better. And it'll be one more chance to, to send those guys out on a high note. Absolutely. It'll be a good day at Kroger Field, hopefully, for those guys. I mean, like you mentioned, Josh Pascal, everything that he's been through. And, and that class in general has been such a massive class for the program that added a lot of talent to the, to the program. They've been very, very successful in their four years and, and some five years that are, they're going to be walking tomorrow. So, uh Hopefully they get to leave Kroger Field with the win, get Kentucky to eight and three before a huge matchup next week. We'll be talking a lot about it, Kentucky and Louisville. And I, I'm assuming that as soon as this thing ends on Saturday, that's what the talk will become. Yeah, no doubt about it. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, Kentucky getting that eighth win, second time in four years. That's what's crazy about this. Uh, this senior days you got guys from the 2016 class 2017 class and also the 2018 class so senior day with three classes this year uh i'm sure one day that'll return to normal where it's mostly guys from one class or you know some juco guys potentially but and i don't know with the portal man it's hard to know how this is uh yeah and and are there some guys that aren't going to walk that's going to be their last time on kroger field you know like Wondell Robinson and, and yeah. some others. I mean, you've got you've got guys on this roster. It could certainly be their last. Uh, I remember that game versus Louisville a few years ago that Lynn Bowden had his moment at midfield, and you knew instantly it was his last game mm-hmm. at Kentucky. Like you pay attention to those things. Like how what are those moments like? Like who's who's lingering around, and, and you can kind of read between the lines, Derek, depending on reactions and stuff. Like is it their last game there? Uh, it's a day game. It's a, it's a noon kickoff. That means we'll be able to watch college football the rest of the afternoon and the evening, which is always good. But the show is always powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 